How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WYP. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Tuesday afternoon as we're back from a long weekend. I mean, still, I mean, just nothing to gamble on. I mean, oh, like, nothing. I mean, that's, I, I tried the uh, three, three point contest. <laughs> that didn't go well. Yo, nope, I bet on Laurie Marketing. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing obvious I'll- reasons. <laughs> he's a good bet. I bet on him too. I think I, I bet on him, Jalen Bronson. He's plus seven hundred. He's plus seven. And yeah. uh, Malik Beasley, my yeah, boy. Yeah, he had the best odds. Yeah, Listen, yeah, I know. Yeah, Seltzer, Seltzer parlayed, and he, he's not a big gambler. Yeah, he parlayed Lillard and, and McClung. And it's like, oh, oh dude. that's and an he's like, easy he's like, one. Oh, look, so, look at all my winnings. <laughs> Grow up, Seltzer. Gamble like a real man. That's no, a good, that's good parlay. I'm happy. I'm happy he won his parlay. Just kidding. I'm curious. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, the NBA is back Thursday, so we got to wait a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, this is listen. Hey, it's All Star break for everyone. Ike. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the uh, Eastern Volleyball Academy. Yep. My daughter's volleyball academy. They had me up in York, PA, this weekend. Oh, you and the Amish? Well, at least they won it. <laughs> yes. You have a good time. Amish, I did. Did you see a horse and buggy this time? I did not see a horse and buggy this time. Nice. <laughs> it snowed up there. I know. You maybe, were out, maybe that's why the horse and buggies weren't weren't out. You were out in, uh, well, I guess it's Lancaster County because I think that's where we got most of the snow. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, like I got. Oh pretty, yeah, it was good snow up there. I got a good amount in Westchester. Oh, okay. And then you know, like I, I think it went more west. So, okay. So yeah, you probably. So got was it. it just a? It was like a Friday night, sun Saturday morning yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It was a perfect snowstorm. It snows off Friday night. You wake up, right. you know, it's beautiful. There's no, there's nothing more beautiful than than a snow covered like town. It's just there's just nothing there's nothing better. And then it's melted away by the afternoon. It was gone by by the next day. So you're right. So it's good. You're so, right about that. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 find something to gamble on. I'm sure. Uh, let's get to what we do every <laughs> no, day. Oh man, we're 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 locked out for the next I two know, days. I know it's good. It's good. I I needed the uh, the debrief. Yes. I needed the debrief. From the NBA. Let's get to what we do every day around this time, and that is a Francisco Rojas top five at five. All right, so I know it's going to be really tough uh, to top the, the top five at five from from last Thursday. I agree. Yeah, yeah most you know, of yours are tough to top, but you find a way. Yeah, I find a way. So that's the yeah, that's the trend here. That's what I'm trying to continue to keep going. Um, have you? I know Jack, you've seen it, um, but like, have you guys seen the uh, the Anthony Rendon comments? Oh yeah, about how baseball is not a priority for him. No, I have not. He the yeah the the thing here, people are saying that he hates baseball pretty much. Yeah, he basically did a whole interview on the first day of spring training, and he was like. But baseball's not a top priority for me. Like, my family is. My faith is. Right. Like, are you happy to be here? He's like, I don't feel like answering your questions. You know? Oh, he, so, came, to, he came to spring training in a bad mood. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, like, he's been pay- he's paid, like, $250 million over 10 years, I believe. 
and he has been completely horrible for the. I can't even get on the field. Um, so, so they're. And, and this is how he's speaking. And this is how he's talking. Training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So basically, everyone's saying that like he hates baseball. Right. Pretty much. Right. He hates baseball. It's so just this, his job. Yeah. Yeah, it's just his job. So, um, obviously, you know, all of us here, we love sports. We work in, work in sports. We love sports. Um, but this made me think of times that I hated sports as an athlete. So I'm going to give you guys my top five times that I hated sports as a young athlete. As you as an athlete? Yes, as me as an athlete. I know it's it's not hard to believe. I'm going to say it's hard to believe, it's, but it's not hard to believe. Um, so okay. This time period ranges from about, like, you know, seven, eight years old to, like, a couple right. years ago. This yeah, is gonna you know be, what I mean? That's it's, what I figured. It's, yeah, so it's a long prime. Yeah. Very long prime. Uh, so. Jesus. Number five. Uh, you know, my my, my mother, uh, she criticizes a lot of my top fives. Correct. But, you know, the Wonder rise, why. Yeah, well, no. Uh, but she would often criticize me on the rides home uh, from games. And I, I couldn't stand that. Could yes. not stand that every time. Baseball, basketball, whatever sport I played, didn't want to hear it. You know, especially if it was after a loss yeah, or a bad yeah, yeah. performance. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear it from my mother. Yeah. So that's, that's number five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm currently debating, like, inter- internally how I want to handle that with Walk. Um, you know, do I want to be the tough parent that, like, let's not let the coach coach, but when you get in the car, it's accountability hour, yeah. or, or am, I, am I the uplifting guy? Well, you got to do whatever the situation calls for. Um... I think you should always be encouraging. Yes. Um, and I think as long as effort, hustle, toughness, those things aren't necessarily in question, it's easy to be encouraging, right? Even when they don't necessarily play as well, you know, it's how you coach. And there's ways you can make corrections uh, that they can hear you without feeling as if you're trying to demean them or embarrass them. Because you don't want to discourage them from playing this. Yes. Yes. So, and age does matter. Age does matter. So, when I was coaching the kids when they were six, seven, eight, nine years old is different than when they were teenagers. Right. You know, so. uh, Now, with my daughter, I don't do anything but encourage. (laughs) Like, that's pretty much it. That's good. Yeah. Well, see, that's the opposite because I have younger siblings, 14 and 16. They both play basketball. Yeah. And I'm the complete opposite. I rip them. As soon as the game's over, accountability. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, but you're you're their brother. Right. You're, you're you're not mom or dad, so it, it feels a little different. And if your dad is a former athlete that you already have pressure to live up to, that doesn't do them any good to tell them that they weren't very good at doing something. Now, that's obviously your case. Like yes, you that's former, my perspective. Former yes. great athlete, right? Yes. Like, do I get to pull that card on Walker, or <laughs> or no? I don't, well, again, in, in Westchester, I do. Yeah, again, depending on the age. I think when they're younger, you do a lot more encouraging. But when you get to the 12, 13, 14, 15 year old range, it's like, all right, now let's kick it into gear. Yeah, now let's go. Is your mom as tough on your younger siblings as she was on you? Ooh, well, or she no, softened well, up. My, my little sister's very much more talented than I was. I know, hard to believe. Um, but she uh, very, she's a two-time All-Star uh, basketball player. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're we're both very tough on her because she, we know her potential. Ah, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. We, we think she can get scholarships, stuff like oh, that. Nice. And this yeah. is putting more pressure on her. So there you go. Yeah, coach my son is a lot different than I do with my daughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can tell. <laughs> yes. I can tell. I, I'm sure I'll do the same if we do end up having a yeah. daughter. Boys, you can be a little, you know. Well, the good part for for me, and then as long as Jill's not there, yeah, because Jill knows how I was playing baseball, like gloves <laughs> gloves being thrown, not holding my composure ever. Right. And when I try to tell Walk, hey, hey, 
we don't show up the other team or we don't she knows she, that's what you were all about oh yeah no one made it more about me than me you know so i can't have her undermining me as i'm trying to lay down the principles that oh. i look to instill yes. in young walker she won't undermine you in front of you she'll do it when you're not around correct yes correct behind the scenes <laughs> yes one-on-one <laughs> but i got a dad job to do here yep. <laughs> what's number four all right so number four as much as i love playing baseball as a kid yes. you know, as a nine ten year old i got to i got to sixth grade man you know 11 12 years old kid whips out a curveball on me embarrasses me i yep. struck out and uh i stopped playing baseball after that year i was i was embarrassed and i was uh you know i i, I was afraid i was gonna get hit by the ball uh, as a batter, yeah, you know, I know you obviously didn't have this problem because you played until college. Yeah, I did. Well, so I stopped playing. Baseball. You stopped playing too. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I saw this curveball and I was like, "What are we doing now? We're throwing curveballs? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm out. It's good resiliency by you. Yeah, I love baseball still, but hated it in that moment. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a humbling, a humbling sport, uh, Francisco. Oh man, you get up to that bat and you don't get a hit, and like you said. As you get a little older, the kids start throwing the ball a little harder and they can start doing different things with the ball. Yeah. It was a lot different than when I was seven and eight years old and I was the bigger kid out there. Yeah, the pitching machine. Yeah, you know, a little different. Yeah, as you got got to that 11, 12, 13-year-old range and it's like, man, these guys can throw. Yeah. Now, you got got everyone back, though, because you went to fantasy camp and you put on a show. I did. So, I'm going to tell you, I took a a former major leaguer uh, bullpen guy, Yard. Yep. By the name of Ricky Bo. <laughs> Just saying. That's the word around the campfire is that Ike took Ricky Bo yard yep. at fantasy camp. Deep. Right field fence. Yeah. Looked like Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, 100%. 100% sprinting <laughs> around the bases. Yeah, I I, uh, I was told at a very young age of baseball, should just be a pitcher. Yeah. No, <laughs> the, the, the batting thing, don't worry. Did you like hitting? I thought I did. But I until, you do, until you can't hit. Yeah, yeah until, right. until I, although three fifty, I batted three fifty three my freshman year on JV, so no big deal to me. Um, but then your boy grew to six one and had eighty four in his back pocket, Ooh. and they said, "Hold on, get on the mound, big fella." I was afraid at sixty four. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. What's next? Uh, number three, we're gonna fast forward. That was like what 11, 12 years old, going to like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, that's the time where I played a lot of hockey in, uh, oh, in college. Oh. Um, and, you know, I, I liked it. I liked to play. I liked to have fun. Yeah. So I played in this adult league where all these, like, older guys were taking this serious. Like, it was a Stanley Cup every week. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was one time where there was a brawl. And I was on the outskirts of the brawl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, this other guy on the other team, he's probably, like, six inches shorter than me, just throws a glove in my face, wants to start something. And I'm like, dude, I'm just here to, like, well, what are we doing? Man? Yeah. And that, that made me hate playing adult roller hockey in that moment. When they take it too seriously. Yeah, I was like, you don't get in a fight. I'm okay. Pretty soft, aren't you? <laughs> nah, man. I just, I just want to have a good time. I just want to, I just want to have fun. I like hockey. I just want to have fun. I mean, you I ran away from the curveball. You let somebody six inches shorter than you hit you in the face with a damn mitt. You're afraid of the ball, too. Well, I know, but I'm saying, but I never ran for a fight, though. He hit me with a glove. We're fighting. But, you got hit in the face with a mitt by somebody that was six inches shorter than you. But it was stupid. Like, I was, I was just sitting there chilling. Yeah. He comes over and he's like, ah. I'm did like, you, dude, what you, are we doing, man? Did you not see the scuffle break out? Yeah, but, like, I'm all right. It is go That's time. not my part. I know what to do. I'm one of the, you know. You're like, a pacifist. Yeah. Like, Crosby's not going to get into a fight. You know what I mean? 
So you think you're the star? You're, oh, you're, you're a star. Ball, you're a ball you gotta play fighting. your role. You gotta play your role. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I, didn't really I know s- my role. <laughs> I didn't really see the the star as uh, I, yeah. I didn't see that exuding one, from the uh, <laughs> the producing booth. I just, I mean, I think Francisco and I are very aligned on this. You know, I'm, oh yeah, for sure. I'm not looking to get in a fight ever. I'll I'll send teammates. You know, I, I'll sure. start it. But not, this is, not finishing it at all. <laughs> I mean, this is like adult roller hockey league. No, that we're just loser. paying to play. Yeah, it's I mean, a loser. Whatever. It's a loser move. I agree with you, Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's next? All right, let's take it back to middle school. Seventh grade basketball. <laughs> it's uh, getting better. Yeah, it gets better. Um, so uh, I, I was really excited. I played all, on the middle school basketball team. I made the team. Oh, nice. And uh, the, the coach was pretty strict from the start. I could tell he was a little off. He's a little, little serious about stuff. Oh, what, because he's strict? That's what, that means yeah, he's a it, psychopath? Yeah. So okay. let, but listen, though. So we went. We were on the road to play this, uh, this city school, and he was expecting us to, like, blow him out. We were getting blown out by, like, 30, 35 at halftime. He comes in the locker room, starts throwing chairs, starts hitting lockers, all this stuff, and he starts yelling at us. And I'm like, nah, this isn't what you, I'm here for, man. Out, I'm 13. Uh, yeah. well, what are we doing? Like, I just, I, you know, so. It is jarring the first time when you're younger. You see the full, like, coach meltdown. Yeah. Like, I remember I was 12. Mm-hmm. I was 12, I believe. And, and we made an error in All-Stars. And my coach came in full bucket of balls and threw it right against the back of the thing <laughs> and exploded. Loaded. Like <laughs> baseballs all flying everywhere. He didn't write an email to the whole team after the after the game apologizing to the yeah. to, to, to the yeah. parents. Yeah, our coach yeah. never apologized. He just made it yeah. more suicides after. Yeah, I was so. gonna say I don't think I ever had a coach apologize about going off on the team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well it was, it was just a lot. Yeah, hey man, listen. You know, when I was growing up, that's pretty much how the adults coached you yeah. for for the most part. And um growing up in my neighborhood Parents talk to you that way. That's how parents usually got after you. So it was nothing new uh, for me to to sort of get coached hard that way. You almost have to let it go in one ear and out the other, you know. And I played for some pretty good – some guys that could chew on you a little bit. Yeah, they they, they could chew on you a little you bit. Sure yeah, did. Yeah. You've, you've, your Mount Rushmore coaches is pretty insane. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man. Listen, and if, if, if you caved – you weren't going to be a very good football player, so I like to think all of it made me a better player. Now, you've experienced both. You're a player, and then you saw the, the coaches of today. Yeah. Which do you think is more effective? Oh, the coaches of the past. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think we've overcorrected too much? Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Our kids today are soft as cotton out there right now. <laughs> you kidding me? You can't say anything to these kids without having to write an email or to type an email or print a letter or something and – you didn't, now you're worried about your jobs or what have you. So, yeah, it, but it's the way society is now. So, you know why, though? Because some coaches abuse that. Yes. So, I guess the overcorrection is a good thing. I'm just saying, you know, if society was sort of built for it like it was 20 to 30 years ago, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Today, you can't do it. I know. I, and, and I know I'm a product of more of the softer generation. Yeah. I, I, say I got a little bit you of like a, I got a, a, a semi-good mix. Yeah, you know, that's, my, why, that's why you quit. Well, yeah, but you, you said you the, the whole uh, the the balls in the bucket thing. You yeah. kept playing though, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I stopped. My, the coach was looking for me apparently next year because oh, nice. I had open gyms and everything. He's like, "Yeah, where's where's Cookie at? Where's where's Rojas?" And you're and, out. 
Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, t- so, I, I tell get- you what, it doesn't take much for you to be out. Well, I tell you. Yeah. I mean, I play, yeah, it wasn't that jarring. <laughs> I, just didn't, well, I didn't want to play for that coach. Like, get me a new coach. Well, like, my, fr- you know my, my freshman year of college coach was a psycho, too, and I, I played another <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, but you're, oh, hold on, you got a scholarship. Yeah, I did. It's different. And I gave that up because I'm selfless. <laughs> I give money back. No, I literally, they were like, do you want your scholarship again? And I was like, nah. Like <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I didn't feel right taking it. Yeah, because I didn't. I wasn't. I think your parents felt about that. Didn't ask. What's <laughs> what, didn't ask. What's number one? All right, so number one that same year, I also played soccer. Uh, I wasn't you, a great soccer player. Uh, yeah. yeah, you had um, all the soft sports. I could, I was fast though. I could you know I was I was athletic. <laughs> right, but I wasn't good with my feet. Okay. You know seems like a problem for Yeah, it seems like yeah. a problem yeah, not, not a good problem to have in soccer. <laughs> uh, so this year, the year I'm talking about, we had like a dream team type of uh, type of squad. Yeah, many about, people say that yes. about your soccer team. Yeah, way back in 2007. <laughs> what age was this again? Uh, 13. You know what I mean? Dream team of soccer. Yeah, dream team of soccer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it didn't end up being that way. We ended up being like 3-13-1. Wow. And in the last game, they put me in. Coach put me in. Yeah. It was like Rudy. Yeah. Um and I scored the I scored the tying goal in the last minute. Uh and all the teammates decided they wanted to pick me up on their shoulders. Yeah. And push me off the field like that. And I that's when I knew I sucked at soccer. Push you off the field well, or carry you off. Carry you off. Right, right, right. Same thing. Right, right, right. Uh so you quit soccer after you yeah, scored a goal. No, I didn't quit, but it was just a moment of like, ah, this doesn't feel good. Like I'm not happy about this. Oh, okay. Like this is kind of Cuz you're treated like the manager. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. So yeah, I, that was, that was, I always remember that, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. The so. quickest I think I ever quit a sport was <laughs> was wrestling, where I went – I was a, I, tried, I did wrestling as a sure. kid. Sure. Yeah, I went 2-0. Sure. Oh. Obviously, you don't like physical confrontation. I didn't like the singlet. I bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. You got your banana in a hammock there. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I remember I went I went two and oh in my in my first like whatever matches. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You actually pinned the guy? I don't think so. I think I just Oh. You made him submit? Lasted longer. Oh, <laughs> Pause, man. Seriously. This segment <laughs> sponsored by Guided Guide Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Window's big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDE or visit goguida.com. Well, Francisco, good job. Not a bad oh, one. Oh, that's it. That was terrible. Way to be consistent. <laughs> Thank you. What's the name of the game? We got, some, we got some stories out of it. We got some stories out of it. No, it was good. It was, good. Was, it was fun. No, I think the only sport I actually – I made it through all my sports. Like, I didn't make the basketball team in high school or, or, or middle school because I couldn't pass the physical. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The physical aspect of it. A lot of running. Right. Yes, that's usually – Required and soccer, I, I, I couldn't make the middle school soccer team because I was not fat. I couldn't pass the physical conditioning. <laughs> Everything else, I, I mostly stayed through until college baseball. Uh, let's go to Mr. Miami. I'm guessing in Miami, what's happening, Mr. Miami? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I want to get in on that conversation y'all were having about the the popularity of the NBA across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's okay, if that's still a topic that's being oh, yeah. discussed. Yep. Um, uh, as a guy who follows international sports and with family and friends in different countries, I can tell you for a fact, the NBA is A, more widely known, and B, more liked than the NFL across the world, and it's not even close. Um, and that's a fact. And I think the primary reasons are, number one, so many countries across the globe are represented in the NBA. And number two, so many countries across the world 
have basketball leagues that are very popular in that country, and they there no other country has a football league. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. Um, sure, it's just it's just when we're talking about the the po- like a popularity here is not even close. And if you even combine just the ratings of the Super Bowl here versus finals across the entire globe, like, I don't, think it, would be, same, I don't yeah. think it would be close. No, and that was my second point. I have three points. But my second point is I, I don't know if I agree with Elliot that the NBA is ever going to surpass the NFL. I just don't see that happening. Well, not here. No. Um, uh, not here for sure, and I think it's because the NFL is a better TV product. I think that's why. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, that's a great point. Now, it is a better TV product. Now, tell me if you – I personally believe, and I don't believe this is my bias getting in the way, I think baseball has a better chance of overtaking the NBA than the NBA has a better chance of overtaking football. I mean, I know football is a big ass, but sure. I think baseball is actually increasing in, in, in popularity. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because the baseball team here has, has taken a step forward. Oh, no, but they, they've changed some rules to the game that makes it more TV friendly. It makes it more fan friendly to watch. I think being a TV made sport does matter. And I think it just does. I think like almost the basketball discussion right now has gotten to where baseball was like four years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, where everyone was like, oh, all they do is strike out, walk, home, run. Mm-hmm. Whereas every basketball game is pretty much the same right now. Yeah, and here's the other thing, uh, Mr. Miami. I I never feel like I had to watch the NBA until the third or fourth quarter. I I, I don't have to be there at tip-off to watch the game at the beginning. The game doesn't really get good until the second half, whereas in football, you're there at kickoff, ready to watch the game when it starts. And I'll tell you what else, Ike. Uh, As much as I love the NBA, I don't really start, really, really start getting into the NBA until after the Super Bowl. Yep. That's when I really start getting into it. You and everyone else, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up baseball because my third point, this might ruffle some feathers. I don't mean to start some stuff, Uh but uh, I've been wondering this for years, and I want to get y'all's opinion on this question. Would the NBA be more popular in this country if one of the top, let's say, five players in the NBA was a white American? There are a lot of white guys who are really good, but they're not American. How, if we had another Larry Bird right now, how would that affect the popularity of the NBA? I'm not, you know, we live in America and we cannot ignore race in no matter what topic we're talking about. Right. So. I'm curious to know how y'all feel. And does that also tie in to why baseball is getting more popular? Because the the, the trend in baseball is that there are less and less American black players. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't you know with the with the NBA it's it's hard to say because the NBA has thrived for so long without having a quote unquote white American be the face of the league. Not really since Larry Bird has there been an American-born uh, white basketball player that was the face of the league. And the NBA has thrived for years since then, whether it was Jordan, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, like Steph Curry. They've thrived since then. So I don't think the NBA is necessarily in need of that. Mm-hmm. You would have to have a basketball player be that good and be that captivating and compelling for him to really dominate the league. There are... Um, white European players, obviously, or foreign-born players. Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs. Dirk, uh, obviously from Germany, uh, won an MVP. Who else am I can think of? Uh, Jokic, obviously, has won Giannis. two MVPs. Giannis, he's not white. Not white, not yeah. white. <laughs> but, but, yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you really necessarily need that for the NBA. I just think the NBA is a, it's a long sport that – it just so happens to start during football, during, first of all, the best time of the season for baseball, 
October baseball. You got hockey that also starts during that time, even though it's not as popular. Mm-hmm. But it's in the meat of the football season. So basketball, it just takes – it's just unfortunate that it's not in a time of the year where the majority of the public views or the public eyes can be on it for a long period of time. And I, and I, I do mean this when I brought it up earlier. Like, I don't know who the guy that is captivating people right now in, mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like, there's a bunch of good players. Sure. But, like, there's no discussion around – like, LeBron's too old. No one expects yep. him to win a ring. Steph's getting out of that that mm-hmm. that kind of age bracket. Um, you, like Yoke, KD's boring. He doesn't. He's not. He's not exciting. Doesn't have a personality. Right. Like great player just doesn't have a personality. We're still in the point. We're still at the point with like Luca and Jokic mm-hmm. and Giannis. Where we're kind of just appreciate them. I feel. Like, I feel like with basketball discussion, it's gotten way more like appreciative of that guy rather than the head-to-head debates. And there hasn't been like a a really. LeBron was the last like super takeable athlete in, in the NBA. Like, there's not that guy that is generating. I feel like a lot of discussion about the NBA. Yeah, and this is where Elliot's argument falls apart because this is why I think the NBA could be in trouble, especially in this country. Um, you don't have someone to sell the game, right? You don't have someone to sell the game, and the foreign-born players, and no fault of their own, they're not in- necessarily interested in selling the NBA here in the United States. You don't see these guys in gym shoe ads and commercials everywhere and all of those things. Luka doesn't have any interest in that. Jokic definitely doesn't have any interest in that. Embiid, barely. Giannis, barely. Like the best players in the NBA are foreign-born players that don't necessarily have a genuine interest in trying to be the face of the league and promote the league. They're actually looking for that guy now. Yes. Like who I don't even know who that guy can be. You can tell me it could be Anthony Edwards. Eh, I like Ant-Man's game. I don't know if Ant-Man is a pitch man that can actually go out and sell the game like LeBron sold the game for years, like Kobe held the game for years. Dwayne Wade, all these guys, Steph Curry. I don't know if Anthony Edwards is that guy. I don't think so either. I love yeah. him. I, just, I, I love him as a player. I yeah. just don't know if he's that guy. And I don't even know who that guy is. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you, Jason Tatum. Yeah, but yeah, and he, I'm just. He's he hasn't done that either. He's no. been in the finals too. He's yes. he's on the big stage at, at all times. Um, but he just it's just there's no one there. Nope, there's no one there. And on the uh, uh, of uh, black athletes in baseball, mm-hmm. it's been a problem for years. Well, um, I was gonna make a joke. Some people may not find it funny or what have you, but you know that that are the Latin players are really taken over from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, baseball for the African American athletes, I don't know. It's just at the at the ground grassroots level, it's not as appealing to play. So you're getting more African American kids playing basketball and football, either running track or something of that nature, yeah. as opposed to gravitating to baseball like it was in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Now I will say it's been nice in the top five of the drafts in the last couple of years. There's been a couple uh, black athletes. Up there, there you go. So yeah. Hopefully, you know, get, get, it's an important part of the the, the fan base. There's no doubt about have it. To get, have to get them back. But that honest. that's almost more of an international game too. Yeah. You think about the Asian-born players and like well, Shohei's yeah. really change it, yeah. Because remember, the, like, Stephen A. got in a, a lot of trouble a couple of years ago when he talked about how like Otani can't be the face of the sport, but like Otani is developing into that. Like he, he, like people gravitate to watching Shohei Otani play baseball. Yeah, but can he can he go out and be a pitch man, sell the sport, commercials, everything else? He's a great player, and he's playing in a major city. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about selling the sport, like to me, like Bryce Harper is a face of the sport. And that's why it's Mike Trout is a great player. 
Not a face of the But sport. he doesn't sell he doesn't the sport. Sell the yeah. Yeah. 215-592-9494. if he came here, we would. Well, exactly right. And that's why Bryce Harper deserves a contract extension because he sells the sport. 215-592-9494. Your last chance to get this $25 Dunkin' gift card on the other side. On the other side. All we're looking for is a the best second act uh, on Charles Barkley's birthday. Plus, J.J. Reddick took Doc Rivers a task and Rat Bev. Pat Bev is back. Yeah, what is going on with Patrick Beverly? Rat, Rat Bev is back. Uh, we'll get to that sex line, all your phone calls on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. All right, for years you've heard Dr. Glad on WIP talking about his amazing services. Now, you've heard I'm bald and beautiful, in case you didn't know, but not everyone could be so lucky. Dr. Glad and the Glad Group, they know so many people that think hair restoration is a one-and-done procedure, but that's just not the case. The Glad Group have restoration treatments to strengthen before you need hair transplant, as well as options to maintain your existing hair after a transplant, and their newest option is completely non-invasive. No needles, no pain, and no downtime. It's called TID, which stands for Trans-Epidermal Delivery. It's where growth factors are delivered directly to the hair follicles, and both men and women are seeing great results from this procedure. What are you waiting for? Give my friends at the GLAT Group a call, always at the forefront of technology. Call them today, 610-980-4000 or drglat.com. That's 610-980-4000 or drglat.com and tell them Ike sent you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This ain't Texas. Uh, country song. Yeah, I wish I missed it. Texas Auto. What the hell is this? Hell. Garbage. <laughs> You're right, Jolly. She's good, man. She's, she's got the country down. She's, she's in your genre now. She can do everything. What a, what a talent. No, it's, it's it's obviously not a great song, but it's catchy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's usually, that's usually how country music goes. Yeah, not the greatest. Yeah. Well, and it's probably country. one of those songs since we're not – obviously we've never heard her sing country music. Um, certainly going to take a while to sort of warm up to. Well, and I, I'm just not in on it. No, no, I didn't expect it to be. Yeah, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. No, nah, I'm – listen, my wife loves Beyonce. I'm, I'm, I like Destiny's Child. When they were a group. Now, hold on. Yeah. Is that a second act? Oh, because she, she's a solo artist. Yeah, it's kind she's of a, a singer in both. Yeah, yeah. And she's been an actress. But, um, yeah, country music, I'm out. Well, I'm going to need uh, Renee's official comment on <laughs> Beyonce's country song. Yeah, I hadn't even asked her about this. I think that's the first time I actually heard it. Yeah. I knew she was doing it, but I, I don't think I had heard it yet. Yeah. Um, it was called Texas Hold'em? Texas Hold'em, man. Yeah. 
Now, she's from Texas. Which I didn't know. Yeah, she's from Houston. From Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was like, why would she put a... <laughs> yeah, she's from Houston. But yeah. uh, but uh, listen, I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty catchy. And like, it's it's one of those easy things that's going to be on TikTok. And, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was saying, the Texas. Uh, it's, well, it works. I mean, listen, she... she <laughs> Give her credit. She's stepping. She's stepping out of her comfort zone into a different genre. She's made a lot of money. She she's, has. She's going to make even more money on this. Uh, so see a big country tour coming. Oh, could you imagine? We'll see if Justin in Tennessee is on board with Beyonce, the country singer, coming up here in a second. But uh, have to have to play some of this audio. Um, Doc Rivers is just he just keeps talking. Can't help it. Um, and J.J. Redick is just about fed up with it. Here is uh, J.J. Redick earlier today on First Take. You know, nobody's going to react to Doc's audio. Do you want me to get it oh, Doc, for you? He's look, doing, look, he's doing the toughest time. I can repeat it. I can repeat I, I've it. seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's, just no, <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never say, accountability. Well, let me say a couple. Yeah. And Stephen A. wanted to come in and help him out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he did. He did, for, <laughs> for sure. And I don't know if you, you saw this, but yes, Doc did. I actually saw that. Whoa, I'm he, sorry. Well, he did take credit for the uh, the Clippers trade. I did not part. see that. So he said, he said, I was one of the guys who said it would be a great deal for them. I thought he fit them better than he fit the Sixers. I think he's a perfect fit there. <laughs> come on, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, Doc, Doc, Doc. Can't help so. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and – good for you you deserve all this you're getting because you might you might be the biggest used car salesman out there man you're living off the past of the one year you won your nba championship with the big three and you haven't even come close since no you haven't come close it's since man way more failure than success. yeah and you've had stacked rosters no matter where you've gone and you've cherry picked these rosters you know you left the Celtics when you thought they were at the end you got traded to the Clippers because you thought that was an up and coming spot for you you had talent out there you couldn't do anything with it you came back here to Philly uh, had talent couldn't do much with it failed to meet expectations then you sit back and you're, you're, you're eyeing Adrian Griffin's job in Milwaukee while advising, I don't know, the owner or him, I don't know who you were advising at the time, but you were advising while you were a damn broadcaster only to sneak up and take the man's job. And then you you not only did you take the man's job, you complain about it when you're taking the job. Uh, oh, you're coming up on the toughest part of the schedule, right before the All-Star break. I asked him, couldn't you just wait till after the All-Star break? No, Doc, if you wanted to wait till after the All-Star break, you would have waited till after the All-Star break. You were clearly on the other side of this thing, negotiating behind the scenes. And not only did you negotiate Adrian Griffin up out of there, you got yourself a five-year deal. I know, I know. So you can coach Giannis. Yeah. And, and, and Damian Lillard. So stop it with all your whining and your nonsense. He can't help it. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's got a quick trigger on. My goodness. On finding an excuse. And then uh, the other I actually piece- liked Doc when we, when we signed him. Oh, me too. I thought we were getting a good head coach. But get, getting to see him coach regularly and hearing regularly and now, oh, dude. It's insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's no way he could last anywhere long. No. No, we'll see how long it lasts as long as in, in Milwaukee. There's no way he finishes that contract out. No way. No, no. You think he's going to be there in five years? They'll get sick of him. Yes. <laughs> I could definitely see. I mean, Giannis is already killing a million coaches now. He's with four. Four coaches in a year. <laughs> That's hard to do. Come on, Giannis. Come on. I don't need your bull crap after like what happened last year in the playoffs. Like I know that's right. Yeah, He lost as a one seed to an eight seed, by the way. He, yeah. he taught, this wasn't a, a failure. I, I get the, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Oh yeah. my god, he's 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 becoming insufferable too. They're they're, they're perfect. They're they're yeah. perfect for each other. Uh, and the, and the second piece of audio is from Ratbev, who is uh, you know obviously can't get over the fact that he's not a sixer anymore, and uh, he's really really getting cocky about uh, this return to Philadelphia. Sunday at one, Ike. Sunday at one, the Bucks make their return to Philadelphia. Here is uh, Pat Beverly talking about all this. They also signed Kyle Lowry. Nurse got his guy. Kyle Lowry had already been bought out well before the trade deadline, well before your conversation in Denver. Everybody in the Philadelphia media, every fan knew that there was some kind of connection between Kyle Lowry. So I kind of just don't buy the fact that this was this completely unforeseen thing. But I respect it, right? Doc came and got his guy. Right. Me. Nurse went to go got his guy. Kyle. But now I see Nurse hand. And I'm on Cal ass when we play Philly. Straight up. I just had go. Yeah. I just had go. Like, how dare you? But say less. February 25th, but no one's keeping track. Yeah, yeah. February 25th in Philly, but nobody's keeping track. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. One o'clock. Yep. Yep. And it's like, listen, I was a huge Pat Bev guy when he was here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sad when they traded him because, like, ah, oh, that guy's a Philly guy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when he's on your team, sure, it's, it's fun to have Pat Bev. He, he goes to, to bat for his guys, and that's good. At the same time, <laughs> you're just Pat Beverly. You know what I mean? Like, he's been – like, you're just Pat Bev, man. No one's no one's super afraid of Pat Bev. No. He's – And no 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 one's afraid of Pat Bev at all. No. I mean, defensively, <laughs> sure. Like, he's, you're gritty. But holy cow, man. Like, you've been on, what, eight teams in three years? Yeah, like, yes, if yes. not more? Yes. There's a reason why you, you're you're – Expendable all the time. All the time. Yeah. And then wait, when when he's on the Bucks, he'll say, "Oh man, the the, the culture there was rotted." Mm-hmm. Head coach didn't know nobody. Like, I mean, it's just relax, Pat. Doc came and got his guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the trade deadline. They're like, you know what? There he is. <laughs> Doc came and got his guy. Okay. Uh, I will say this. I wonder. I wonder if there was something behind the scenes. Because why would Daryl Morey? And Nick Nurse want to move on from Pat Bev. Well, I mean, I guess I they, mean you essentially brought in somebody else that he's the offensive version of what Pat Bev is defensively. Yeah, you view Lowry as an upgrade, and I think Nick Nurse. I think Nick Nurse loves Kyle Lowry. Yeah, but Pat Bev. That means he did not love Pat Bev. Pat Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's clear. It's clear they wouldn't have traded him. Or maybe they 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 viewed it as they wanted more scoring. Like they didn't think that, that in a playoff series, Pat Bev would hold up because he can't score as well. And they believed Lowry had a better chance to do that. Yeah, I think there was more behind the scenes. Pat Bev has a personality that everybody doesn't necessarily want to deal with on a daily basis. He talks a lot. Um, and it would it would not surprise me if and and even listening to Pat Bev say that kind of lets you know that there may have been something there where it was like, oh, you know what, if we can move this guy, I'd rather go ahead and move this guy. Well, I mean, he he does think he was lied to. I mean, uh, as soon as the trade came out, he was on a podcast an hour later saying that mm-hmm. Maury told him in Denver he wasn't getting traded. No, I think it may be Nick Nurse that did not want to coach Pat Bev. 
Yeah, maybe. Like, I, I just – if you're a team that's still trying to win, and this is no shot at Cal Lowry, but the fact they brought Pat Patrick Beverly here in the first place, and they love that they brought Patrick Beverly here, why would you trade him? What changed? Yes, what changed? On the court, he's done everything that we wanted him to do and thought he would do. Yep. Seemed like a good mentor for, for Tyrese Maxey or what Push have you. Joel. But I, I But I wonder if the coach is more or less like, eh – I don't, I don't need, I don't need to deal with that. We can go get my guy, Cal Lowry, and it's just, a, just as good of a player. And, and I like coaching him. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably more of a nurse decision. Yeah, and that's what I think. And I guess that Maury's like, well, if I, can, if I can, it's not such a insane. Like, it's not like a, you're going from a super negative to an even worse negative. Like they're essentially they even out. They should even out. And I guess you can get a second round pick, second round pick back. I don't mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, maybe it's more of a nurse decision. Yeah, kind of feels that way. And not that even Pat Bear was a problem in the locker room, but sometimes some coaches, like Chip, didn't want to coach Shady. Nope, he didn't want to coach Deshaun. Like guys that are opinionated and seemingly loud, and you know, it's like okay, I didn't necessarily bring him in here. You guys brought Pat Beverly here. I didn't. Yeah. Either way, it's just I've got I've got a little sick and tired of the Pat Bev. Like. Oh no, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm saying I think it was a good thing because I think this was Nick Nurse's urging. This was done by him wanting to get Pat Bev out of here. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's get to the text line, uh, which is brought to you by Mount Holly Nissan. Uh, new 2024 Nissans are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge. Online, MountHollyNissan.com. Text line. Elliot lost his wisdom a long time before today. <laughs> Clark in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's a good line. I'm surprised t- it took that long to come up. I didn't even think of it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, the, the, the NBA overtaking the, the Super Bowl is never is never happening. Well, he has a Super Bowl as the seventh most important <laughs> championship. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go or how that's going to age, but yeah. eh, whatever. He threw himself out there. <laughs> he put himself out there. What's next? Relax, Bryce. I'm first. Zach in Clearwater. <laughs> well, he did make it clear. Listen, I understand we got some other uh, guys we need to take care of. Very selfless of Bryce to let him know that, that, that Zach has to be taken care of first. Yeah. That was the one comment that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, you're not this is not as important as Zach Wheeler getting signed. I'm sorry. It's not. Like, it's, like We need Zach Wheeler back, okay? Like, <laughs> You're already here. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You do have eight years left, pal. You know, like, Zach Wheeler has a year, and he's our ace. So right. let's, 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 not, let's calm down. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. What's next? F*** you, Chris. Jalen in Philadelphia. Uh, Chris, Chris Sims. Oh, Chris Sims. Oh, Chris yes. Sims. Yeah. We didn't even get to Chris Sims. Oh, today. we uh, we got plenty of time for tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking more truth about Jalen, but um, called him the most overrated quarterback in the league. Most overrated player in the league. Yeah. Oh, most overrated player. Oh, that's even worse. Yep. Most overrated player in the league. Yeah. Uh, you knew Chris Sims couldn't wait to double down on his. And he thought day. he thought he was safe, right? He, he was on some <laughs> Phoenix random Phoenix podcast. Oh, he didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't think everything gets back to no, us. We found. Yeah, we found it, buddy. Don't you worry. What's next? So is Fran single? Jessica in Havertown. Yeah, very available. Single single and ready to mingle. Hold on. Don't don't overplay your hand, Fran. What? What did I say? You said you're single and available? 
I just said I, I was just responding to it. I just said I'm available. That's all I said. Yeah. All right. Okay. Listen, okay. you're letting everyone know with your brilliance in the top five that yeah. you are available. Well, and the fact that you're letting everybody know you're available means you really are available. I mean, it's winter time. This if is, you know what I mean. Know? Yeah. People are people are looking. Yeah. It's not it's not cuffing season though. That's usually yeah. Well, we're past that because it's heading into summertime. I thought winter season was just cuffing season in general. No. Yeah, but it's, we're we're heading out of that. It's almost it's right. almost springtime. So it's, was it spring flings? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Just looking forward to it. Good. What's next? You give Harper an extension. He's the next Ryan Howard. We're screwed. <laughs> Nick in Delaware. They're only screwed if they can't figure out how to build a team. They're not screwed. It's $25 million. Everyone relax. Well, it's not just $25 million. It's 25 per year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows what the what the what the, the the luxury tax is going to be by that point? Well, I'm just saying it's seventy five to a hundred and twenty five million dollars. Yeah, but twenty five a year, <laughs> but twenty five a year. And if they could still build a baseball team, they should be all right. How, how far in his forties does he want to play? He said he wants to play until he's forty five. <laughs> so we'll see. Has a nice seven year extension. Sound. <laughs> Chuck's in Mount Airy. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, Jack and I. What's up, Chuck? Hey, listen. Pay that man. That's right. That's all I got to say. Pay that man because he's a bad man. <laughs> and trust me, you got a bad man, you pay that man. Simple as that. Keep him happy. Give him what he wants. And push up to shove. Listen, if he's stuck in his 40s, you put him in a gym office. You know what I mean? He'll still be doing a job for the Phillies. You know what I mean? He's already a gym right now. So, hey, Bryce Harper, what are you even talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, what are you I agree. About? Yeah, it's good you to have know, you on my side, Chuck. You know what I mean, Jack? He, you know, he brought the Phillies franchise from suck for years out of the day. You know what I mean? All the way up into the, to, to the highest penthouse right now. Now, we ain't won the championship because those other stiffs around him. Right. You know, Trey <laughs> Turner and yep. Cassianos and that meltdown of what we call that, that kitchen last year. You know what I mean? He would have at least one ring right now. Those guys would be able to do what they're supposed to do around him. This guy is a transitional player. He is the, Philadelphia the best yeah, athlete in Philadelphia. <laughs> and I do want to sit there talking about, yeah. well, yeah, he's here. Don't give him money. That dirt. But, you know, he ain't going to it. Well, you'd be loving to keep Joel happy, right? You want to watch Joel do everything well as long as you don't leave Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about Bryce. Because if Bryce left Philadelphia, it would be a, a new chair come up my eye. And it just dropped down. Well, man. the only difference is left, I cry. Joel has probably about four years left on his contract. Bryce has eight left on his. Yeah, well, uh, tomato, tomato, it don't even matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly right, you, Chuck. You, you know what I mean? Rice, rice is rice. You know what I mean? You, know, you just pay the guy. You know what I mean? The guy was, listen, he's severely underpaid, man. Severely. My guy is underpaid right now. I'm telling you. Otani, who, who comes off of Tommy Jones surgery, whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? And, close enough. You know Tommy I mean? Lee Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever, whatever. Tommy Jones surgery. He's getting off of that. And you got this guy who ain't done nothing illegal, Tony. You know what I mean? Getting paid all this money. And you want to sit there and you want to question Rice about asking for more money. You know, you got him. You got him. You know, he got signed today or tomorrow, right? Yep. He would be getting paid close to a billion dollars right now because the play is. So, so listen, you know, he, he got a bargain deal. He did five years of that deal. Now it's time to go to the table. And, and renegotiate. The Phillies got the money. There's no, there's no salary cap in baseball. 
Play the guy, Jack. I'm with you, buddy. Pay our guy, Bryce Harper, man. Hashtag play Bryce Harper. All right, what's the best second act? Uh, I'm going to go with Ice T. Ah, that's a good I mean, one. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lord, listen, he was a gangster yeah. rapper saying, F the police, F the police. But then he became a police officer, one of the best on TV. You know what I mean? Lord, Lord. You know what I mean? I, I like, like it. that one. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a like good that one. one. Yeah, I like yep. that one. All right, yeah. yeah, listen, I love y'all. Peace. All, All right, right, there Chuck, he goes. Chuck and Manor. You have no... Um, you have no recollection of Ice-T being a rapper. I've heard he was a rapper at one point, but I definitely know him more from TV. Yeah, I'm your pusher. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a good second act that hasn't been said yet today? Oh. Uh, but Carl Weathers. Football player. Yeah. Yes. Raiders. Yes. Carl Weathers, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah. Made the transition. Those are good second acts right there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of athletes that, that moved into acting the rock. Yeah, like real, like like real actors. Yeah. Everybody that's on hold, yeah, we're naming all of them because you're late. Yeah, you're way too late. All the, the, the yeah, J- Justin in Tennessee. What's happening, Justin? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing today? What did you think of Beyonce's country song? Uh, it's catchy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> it's I no George Jones. Playing it on a lot of no, it ain't no Zach Bryan or George Jones or none of that. But, Hold on, give I her mean, a chance. It's catchy, you know. I'll, I'll give it that. I, I sent you a video. These two old country boys doing a thanks to it. it it's kind of funny, Jack. You'll right. have to check that out afterwards. But uh, yeah, this thing with Bryce, I think the Phillies set themselves up because didn't Middleton say something last year that he was underpaid or Dombrowski? One of them. Somebody said that. Yeah, Middleton. Middleton said that he's underpaid. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they 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 set themselves up. So you know, as soon as Middleton said that, you know his agents like, okay, you know, got <laughs> yeah. the owner saying. Well, they said to the wrong price, agent. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Scott Boris said, <laughs> exactly. hold on, we'll we'll take you up on that. Exactly. So I mean, it, it's Middleton's fault. He, it, I knew it was Middleton or Dombrowski or somebody that that brought that up last year. Like he's underpaid for what he does, and you know, I guess you can say that to a point because yeah, I mean, look at what he has brought in into. Philadelphia, I guess, you know, with jersey sales and hats and everything once they signed him. You know, I mean, I, I was listening when they signed him. I, I heard the joy and everybody's excitement and everything. Mm-hmm. But still yet, like I said, he's got eight years left, man. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's To me, it's not the right time, but there's not many well, the problem players. Is, the problem is it might be the the best time. Like it's, it's yeah. It might not be the right time, but it might be his best time to do it. But the thing about it is not many players play that well into their 40s, like under their contract. I think the last one that played relatively well, like consistently, was David Ortiz. And he was a DH for most of his career. You know, yeah. Bryce has played hard in right field and everything. And he's a go-getter. And Ortiz, he was a DH for most of his career. So he could do that. You know, Pujols, he had a good final season, you know, last hurrah and everything. But mm-hmm. most of these guys tail off hard. But anyway, that's my thoughts on it. And, yeah, I, you did take my answer. I was going to say the rock, but it don't matter. I can't think. <laughs> Because I won last week anyway, but right. the Rock does have a pretty good second half. But I'm gonna get off here. I love you, boys. I mean, all right, All right Justin, love you, Justin. Well, I'm surprised that. somebody didn't say the Rock sooner. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. Uh, all right, best answers today. I thought Will Smith by Corey Columbus was great. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson by OG Wade. Mm-hmm. J Lo by Andy and Deffert. Mm-hmm. Ice T. Mm-hmm. Of those four, I would go with. Uh... 
Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. All right. Corey Columbus is our winner of our morning show side topic of the day for a $25 Dunkin' <laughs> gift card. Don't worry. We still call him Ben Simmons the Fresh Prince? No. No, that's done. That's done. I, no. How about we get on the court? Or was it Jalen? Who was it? Was it Ben or Jalen? No, Ben was the Fresh Prince. It was Prince. Ben. was yeah, the Fresh yeah. Prince. Jalen was the system. Yeah, that was, that was Jalen's nickname. Yes. How'd that stick? It, it didn't stick. It was the Duke. Oh, right, right, right. Who could forget? Uh, the Twitter question today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers. Extensive collection for the perfect gift. Online, marksiphonjewelers.com. Ike, fun show today. Yes, it was. It was a fun show. It was a fun show, even though I had to bring some some reality to to the show today. Mm-mm. You know, you know, Bryce, we love you. We love you, Bryce. This ain't the time. And as always, <laughs> give the man what he wants. We don't need to be doing the contract negotiations with eight years left on the deal. Well, I wonder what Howard Eskin feels about this. He's coming up next with Tom Kelly. I'm sure he's going to be all fired up. Oh, the King's back from Florida. Yeah. Hanging, making all, hanging out with the skipper. Yeah, making all kinds of headlines yeah. down in Clearwater. Dope. Uh, riding with the Kings coming up next, Tom Kelly and Howard Eskin. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for another afternoon show. Now is the time to head to National Appliance Warehouse and upgrade your appliances. It's their biggest sale of the year. Year, the President's Day Mega Sale. When I was there, I saw all these electronic price tags and asked what they were. They're a part of National Appliance Warehouse's own Price Assure, which uses cutting-edge technology to scan chain store prices online. It's how they make their price the lowest. If Price Assure happens to find a lower price, the electronic tags are instantly updated. You don't have to waste time comparing prices. Price Assure does it for you. I was blown away by their huge showroom, over 100 brands displaying, uh, d- displayed, including every type of appliance you could possibly need or want. The best part is, even though it's a huge store, you still get the same personal and excellent service you'd, expe- you'd expect at a small independent. Right now, save on a Samsung four-piece kitchen suite, regularly, regularly $3,336 for only $1,926. Visit the National Appliance Warehouse showroom in tax-free Wilmington. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.